Okay, so I think you're going to enjoy this one. Okay. It's an Irish wedding. <laughs> Great. Okay. At the wedding reception, the photographer yelled, Would all the married men please stand next to the one person who has made your life worth living? The bartender was almost crushed to death. <laughs> I was going to say, was it like a bottle of like whiskey or something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I hope our DJ doesn't say that. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, that shit would happen. Oh, I know. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, you know, we took a week off. And with a lot of wedding shenanigans going on. Yeah. Just a and lot. Not, just a little. Not just a much. little. And we started reading on the drive back because we drove to Georgia and drove back. And we started reading about superstitions. Yeah. And I came across wedding superstitions. And I wanted Ooh. to go through these with you, Jen. Okay. Hit. 13 wedding superstitions. And why does it have to be 13? You I don't know. know. Isn't that's that already, That's already an unlucky number. I don't like that it's 13 wedding superstitions. Can it be like 11, 12? <laughs> I mean, there was one that was 55, but I'm going to go with 13. Yeah, 13 is so, a better number. You know, it, this article says in 2021, there are truly no rules to weddings. Anything and everything goes as long as it brings your happiness as a couple, right? Okay. So the cool thing about weddings now, though, is that you can pick and choose which customs and conventions or dismiss whether you consider yourself superstitious or not. You might still want to take a few of these folklore referrals to heart. Can I just tell you, I, was, I had a, a Zoom today with my DJ and uh-huh. he, they send a questionnaire to you and one of the questionnaires is all like different songs you want for specific moments. And one of them was mm-hmm. Garter, Toss, Bouquet, Toss. And I wrote no. And he goes, so are you not doing it? Like, what's the deal? And I'm like, no, I'm just not. And he's like, oh, I'm like, I just don't, I, it's such an uncomfortable tradition, like yeah. the garter toss and then so much pressure on the girl as well. And I told him, I'm like, of all the single girls in the room, I just want my sister to get the bouquet. Yeah. There's no one else, you know? And he's like, all right, well, if you change your mind, you know, let me know. Because there's no other singles? <laughs> there are, but I don't want them touching right. it. The one with the flower girls. <laughs> yes. We have, I, we do, I have a lot of single women that are going that, I mean, you have to remember, it's not just single. It can be girls that are not married and they have a boyfriend. Correct. Correct. It all just sucks. It's just a friendly reminder. Like just a few weeks ago or a few weeks ago, I'm sorry, a few days ago, it was national singles day. I'm like, you really have to make a whole day out of this shit. Like well, Beyonce has just a friendly ladies. reminder. <laughs> hey, Beyonce with her, her single ladies song. So, yeah, I, I know. And that's the song you play now. But I'm just saying, like, like some people, we embrace the single life, right? We make jokes about it. But sometimes it stings, you know? You know, yeah. you've been there. You've been oh, the yeah. single girl. So I'm, I'm, I'm just like, sometimes, sometimes you're okay. Sometimes you sting. <laughs> sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Exactly. Either you're going, I'm enjoying your mouth. I don't know where this is going. I don't know. But anyways, let's talk about these 13 superstitions. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. All right. Numero uno. Sorry. But getting married on a weekday. 
while Saturdays have long been the most popular days to get married for what decades now, right? Yeah. In ancient um, Celtic poem, Celtic or Celtic? Celtic. Celtic, I'm sorry. Claims couples should avoid a Saturday wedding at all costs. Wait, okay, why? It, it reads, Monday for wealth, Tuesday for health, Wednesday the best day of all, because it's one Wednesday. Oh, good lord. <laughs> good lord. Thursday for losses, Friday for crosses, and Saturday, no luck at all. Oh, and you know, a Celtic thing, that's uh, Irish people are part of the Celtic yes grouping so great yeah so but saturdays are the most popular days now <coughs> is that why we have more divorce rates i'm oh, just kidding <laughs> that's it's, funny it's all because of the poem it's not funny okay it's not funny it's not funny well whatever i'm getting married on a saturday so i <gasps> Most people get married on Saturdays. I'm going to tell I you. I think it's it's more of one of those, like, it's the day that works for everybody. Yeah. But can you imagine a Wednesday wedding? No. Unless it's Wine Wednesday. <laughs> no. Okay. But seriously, nobody is going to actually take, like, most people work. You know? And weekdays are tough. Yeah. So, um, number two, wearing white. What? <laughs> Wearing white on the day you get married is a dress code that dates back thousands of years. And this verse explains why married in white, you, have, you will have chosen all right. Married in gray, you will go far away. Married in black, you will wish yourself back. Married in red, you'll wish yourself dead. Married in blue, you'll always be true. Married in pearl, you'll live in a world. Married in green, ashamed to be seen. Married in yellow, ashamed of the fellow. Oh my God. <laughs> Married in brown, you'll live out of town. Married in pink, your spirits will sink. So I'm correct in wearing white. Although my although my dress also has other color, kind of, I guess. Oh, oh well. I will just reiterate. If you have black, you'll wish yourself back. In gray, you'll go far away. Pearl, you'll live in a world. Pink, your spirits will sink. What does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. You're going to be down. to just a down marriage. Maybe that's it. That's so sad. You know, it's funny because so from my understanding, when you, if you don't wear white, because white meant purity. And I always think of the song um, by Billy, Billy, uh, Billy Idol. Yeah. Yeah. Billy Idol. Um, nice day for a white wedding. Song. Yeah. Um, what was it? White wedding. About his yeah, I know. I was like, nice day singing. White wedding. <laughs> there you go. So he did it about his sister because his sister was not pure when she got married. Could you imagine that is the song he wrote? It became that popular all about his sister because his sister was, you know, shacking it up with maybe the guy she married or with some other guy. Well, You're you know going to tell what? me that Billy Idol was some innocent man? If I was a sister, I'd be like, well, I better be getting a royalty. Yeah, like, seriously, thank you for announcing it to the world. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and now your song's like number one. And thank and you. It's... Because you're pretty much saying I'm a slut. Is yep. that what you're saying? <laughs> yep. That is what he's saying. So it's nice. Um, what about your guests? <laughs> they wear white? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. That's what I want to know. 
I want to know if a, a, what happens if a guest wears white. I don't know. It would, you know, it's funny. I had a dream the other day that I picked out a white dress and I was like going to wear it to some sort of wedding event of yours, but it wasn't your wedding. And you're like, that's nice. And I looked, I was like, but it's white. I can't wear white. And you're like, it's okay. I'm like, no, it's not okay. But you know, look at me. Look at me being all, you know, nice in the dream saying, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Number three, wearing something borrowed. Out of the four somethings that brides have been conditioned to carry, something borrowed makes the most sense when it comes to luck. The idea here is that in addition to wearing something old and new, representing your pre-married life and your happy one to come, you should also borrow something from a happily married woman, your mom, mother-in-law, sister, grandmother, etc. It's thought that wearing something on loan from a long-married missus might just let some of her marital marital success rub off on you. And I'm totally doing that. So here's the thing. That's funny because, but you got to make sure, see, it makes it sound like you can't, you can't use something. It says here, sister, I can't let you borrow something of mine because I I can't, it's not going to rub off being married. But did you see it's something old and something borrowed? It's something old and something borrowed. Yeah. So you need four items. Yeah. Can it be something old and borrowed? I mean, it kind of sounds, you know, isn't that what it's supposed to be? Can I kill two birds with one stone? So you, but if you're going to borrow something, make sure that the person, obviously you're wearing something in mom's, but anybody else, if you had like a, you know, divorced parent, be like, I'm sorry, I can't use this. You're divorced. I don't want want that rubbing (laughs) off on me. (laughs) Could you imagine that'd be offensive? Keep it, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. All right. Number four, foregoing any pearl accessories. It says forego. Forgo. So speaking of something borrowed, although very, they're very common family or heirlooms, pearls are one semi-precious gemstone that you might want to pass on if they're offered. According to several cultural belief systems, pearls embody the look of tears and point to sadness and suffering. So it's best to keep them away from such an important day. If your partner proposes with a pearl, however, it stands that you can rebalance the karma by giving them a dollar. In essence, by paying for it, the ring is no longer a gift. (laughs) So if your fiance proposed with a pearl, you should pay them back with a dollar? Yeah. Here. Gift. Okay. You know, there's an exchange of money. It's so funny because, yeah, most people wear pearls. Because it's elegant. Hello. Hello. I'm wearing pearls. So, but it also embodies tears and points to sadness and suffering. This is awful. It's awful. Okay. Number five, including a sixpence in your shoe. What most people don't know about one of the oldest and most iconic wedding proverbs is that it is completed with the phrase and a sixpence in her shoe. Dating back to Victorian times, a father would place a sixpence, a coin equivalent to six pennies, uh-huh. in his daughter's shoe as a token of good luck and prosperity. Nowadays, a penny is usually subdued in, in for the sixpence from any family member or friend. And if you don't want to squeeze a coin in your stiletto, consider trying it to your time. Right. to your bouquet or ring bearer's pillow instead. 
Are you going to throw a penny in my shoe, Seth? What What if we just taped it, like super glued it in? Like on or, the bottom or where? Yes, we should do that. Super okay. glue it. You super glue it. a penny. That's your job. Just one. How about if I did all six? You know what I'm saying? Do what you need to do as a maid of honor. If you yeah. want to do all six, do all six. Because this shows a token of good luck. And pro- I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, what is the purpose of this? Besides, like, could you imagine putting it uh, like the shoe? You like slip and slide. Isn't there a band called Sixpence None the Richer? Yes. That's all I keep thinking. Kiss me. Isn't that that's it? That's it. Under yeah. the Milky Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> that's what I keep. I wonder if they have this. It has to. Interesting. Adding a veil to your ensemble. Veils have been part of the bride's traditional trousseau for centuries. But to ancient Greeks and Romans, the veil was for function rather than fashion. They believed that a bride needed to wear a veil to make her less susceptible to the curses and hexes of jealous witches and evil spirits who wanted to steal her happiness. Oh, my God. Once her face was obscured, so, too, were the vex- their vexes. But so did they wear the veil the whole time? I don't know. I mean, until you get married? I don't know. That, but further on that one like could you imagine like i don't even think i'm trying to think of this mate wearing a veil and how thick does it need to be thick well i don't know something because it sounds like a horror movie to me (laughs) now you know you wear a veil to let jealous witches which almost sounds like jealous bitches which would be like people like me, the single girls. Wow. Wow. We went there. Yeah, we went there. Like, I'm thinking oh. maybe this is cover old. your face, bitch. That would be me. Because <laughs> I'm going to steal your happiness. Now, if you don't cover it now, I'm coming at you. Oh, Lord. Interesting. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> most, most brides nowadays, they wear a veil, but they don't cover their face. They, they just have it in the back. Again, is this why divorce rates are up? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, they're. I mean, they allow those jealous bitches or witches and evil spirits, yeah, to steal their happiness, and they're never happy. Yeah, because sure. the witches are bitches. One. Yeah, that's sad. They're terrible. If I don't see you with a veil, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> all right, crying all the way to the altar. That's bad. Well, you'd be hard pressed to find a bride or groom who doesn't shed at least a few tears on their wedding day. But that's actually a good thing. In fact, crying all the tears is a tried and true method of making sure you're happy for the long haul. Once you've let the waterworks run, they'll be as good as gone for the entirety of your marriage. Oh, I'm going to cry like a little bitch going down the (laughs) aisle. Mom, cut the onion. (laughs) And then once you get there, it's like you're with the veil, lift the veil over. Now your face has like all the mascara black mascara. Running yeah, don't worry. All the evil witches would be like, cover your face. No, I'm cover good. I'm good. Face. I'm good. I don't need her happiness. <laughs> like, no, no, that looks miserable to me. Take my, take my happiness now. What movie are? <laughs> Is it a movie that she cries all the way to the? To the front of the altar. <gasps> God, what was it? Oh, God, yeah. What movie is that? <laughs> Somebody's like yelling it out right now. It's this! 
so like, oh my God, she cries wailing all the way. Maybe that's what it was for. We I thought she was crying because she was suffering. No, no, she was crying it all out. I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. All right. Are you ready for the next one? Yes. Saying farewell to your fiance's ship a little too prematurely. Using your married name before the actual wedding is kind of taboo ahead of tying the knot. There are a lot of negative foreboding feelings associated with this anticipatory celebrations, like signing letters with your soon-to-be last name, ultimately suggesting that doing so will prevent the event from taking place altogether. So I've practiced. Is that bad? It looks like um, you may not have the event at all. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> and it doesn't stop there. Fol- folklore also warns against trying on everything you'll be wearing on your wedding day. Dress, veil, shoes, headpieces, jewelry before the day itself comes. Like all at once? All at once. <laughs> Great. Awesome. <laughs> so if you plan on dressing or suiting up pre-wedding, just remember to leave one or two articles of clothing off. I think it's a little too late now. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, I feel like you've already like... I mean, you haven't failed everywhere, but you're failing pretty bad. I No, um, I don't think I'm failing in, in, in any of these. Well, I don't know. Go ahead. Okay. This one, this one might be a problem. I don't know. Crossing paths with a nun or monk on the way to the wedding. Well, I don't think there's any nuns um, at the church. Or a monk. I don't think there's any monks. <laughs> So the British backstory goes that if you see a nun or a monk, both of whom notably take vows of chastity and poverty on route to your wedding, you'll be blighted, blighted with a barren life and dependent on charity. Could you imagine, Stephanie, I'm driving there and a school, a school bus of nuns. A school bus of nuns of all like, things. Yep. Like just crosses our path. Like, oh shit, I'm going to be barren for the rest of my life. Yeah. So granted, not every couple envisions a future with children and some prefer simplicity and experiences over money and material things. So this does suppose a pretty antiquated point of view. So it really depends. (laughs) So yeah. Someone sees the school bus and nuns and they're like, yes. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they paid the school bus and nuns. Maybe. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Dropping the rings. Uh-oh. There is a time-worn forewarning that should someone drop a ring or rings at the time of the ceremony, that person, regardless of role, bride, groom, officiant, best man, etc., is next to die. Well, I'm just thinking to myself, all right, the best man's going to have the rings. The, the priest is going to have it after him. Then Mark's going to put it on my finger. I'm putting it on his finger. What if one of us drops it? Only, there's only four people in that church that are possibly could die. All right. Well, this is scary, right? Well, we can pretty much guarantee that there's no truth to it. But you might just want to double check how tightly those rings are tied on the ring bearer's pillow and take your time with the ring swap. Could you imagine the little kid does it? Just look at the kid like, sorry. No, oh, sorry. At least I got married. <laughs> sorry, little little bugger. You're That's just terrible. Die. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's awful. I don't have a ring bearer. Don't worry. All right. Receiving knives for a wedding gift. Yep. I'm effed. I already did. Okay. We're well, well aware that a sharp set of knives is a common registry item. However, according <laughs> to a legend that dates back to the Vikings, knives symbolize the cutting or breaking of a relationship. 
You truly never know where your wedding guests will end up bringing you for the big day. But if you want to hedge your bets on not receiving something like this heartbreak ridden hardware, maybe just remove it from the registry altogether or send your guests a penny enclosed in their thank you card to switch the script from a gift to a purchase. Damn it, I should have done that. <laughs> so you'll probably, because for <laughs> your bridal shower, you got a knife. I got an awesome knife. And so you will walk up to this person and hand them a penny. Be like, you dropped this. And they'll be like, what? No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Peel it off from the bottom of my shoe. <laughs> no, I'm going to be like, thank you um, for letting me buy the knife. What? Thank you for letting me buy the knife. And just walk away. They'll be like, what the freak? Don't ask questions. No, that's smart. I think we should have one of the, the pennies that's not super glued. And I'll just walk in front of them, drop it. And be like, oh, you dropped this. <laughs> They'll be like, but you can keep it. It's good luck for the pen and for the bride. Be like, no, no it's not. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually really bad luck. And um, superstition says, whoever I drop it in front of, I need to give it to. And look, it's you. Take, Is it? take winner, winner, chicken dinner. All right, Jennifer, you're gonna really like this one. Feel like a, so a spider showing up on your attire. Is that bad luck? No. Oh, God. So most people don't enjoy spotting a spider. No. But if one shows up on your wedding outfit on the big day, just grin and bear it. English tradition holds that if a spider weaves its way into your wedding day, it's a terrific and radiant omen. So come through, Charlotte. Oh, F that. Weaves into your wedding day. I'm just thinking that thing's going to weave into my wedding dress. And it's it's so pretty. It's like your purse seamstress. She's there to just, just, just put your pieces of your dress together in case it comes apart. I'm good, thank you. It's just beautiful. You have a a seamstress being carried on your dress. It's like Snow White. No, I'm good, thank you. Yeah. Pass. And of course, rain on your wedding day. It's like rain. There you go. Wedding day. So you think it's good or bad? Good. It is. So (coughs) couples will stress over. But according to several cultures, it represents a streak of luck for your special day. If you see dark clouds gathering and raindrops coming down don't fret as you're getting wet it symbolizes fertility and cleansing and if ever there were a perfect day to start with a clean slate it is your wedding day wow see see now there is like another one where i had read that if you wear a sugar cube into your glove what this is like women that wear gloves. That's like back in the day. Um, sugar will sweeten your union. So let's see. We got pennies. We got to put sugar cubes. Um, we mentioned the days. And that's pretty much what people say. The groom carries the bride across the threshold to bravely. You know why? No. To protect. Oh, man. Protect her from evil spirits lurking below. I mean, not only you got to. So first you got the veil to protect you. Then he has to, now that you're married, he has to carry you over. So that way, no evil, like, apparently they're still fighting. Now, is it the threshold only of your home or, like, the threshold of any establishment? I don't 
Like, does Mark have to carry me over the threshold of the church? Like, immediately. Threshold of the church, every restaurant you go into, anywhere you go, like, you're going to the mall, he has to carry you so in. Like, should I just stop always in front of a threshold and be like, you know what to do? <laughs> let's, let's do this. <laughs> so, for good luck, Egyptian women pinch the bride on her wedding day. You don't have to do that. Okay, but I'm not Egyptian, but if we found an Egyptian woman, she would pinch you. But are you pinching what? My cheek or my butt cheek? I don't know, Jennifer. Um, so Middle Eastern um, brides, they actually paint henna, right, on their hands and feet. And I didn't know why, but it was also to protect themselves from the evil eye. What is what? Why do brides? I see nothing about grooms having evil on them. No, no, it's just the brides. <laughs> Peas are thrown at check newlyweds. Instead of rice. Peas? Peas. I did buy frozen peas today. Maybe I can thaw them out for the wedding. There you is go. There, is there a significance to the peas? It doesn't say. A Finnish bride traditionally went door to door collecting gifts in a pillowcase accompanied by an older married man who represented long marriage. Could you please do that? Could you get a pillowcase and walk around with an old man? Married. An old married man. An old married man. Okay, yeah. It's like Halloween. Asking for gifts. <laughs> You should have done it on Halloween. They'll be like, what are you doing? It's a fit. I'm a Finnish bride. I'm a Finnish um, tradition. Thank you. Get with it. Give me a gift. <laughs> In my pillowcase. I'm Moroccan. <laughs> and then later, I'm going to sit on my bed and I'm going to play exchange. <laughs> with who? I don't know. The evil spirits. Evil I don't witches, know. So I mean, you can be, be okay? The evil spirits. Moroccan women take a milk bath to purify themselves before their wedding ceremony. That sounds luxurious. <laughs> Excuse me. In Holland, a pine tree is planted outside the newlyweds' home as a symbol of fertility and luck. Do you need me to plant a pine tree down here in South Florida in front of uh, the condo? Yes, please. I'll get on it. Um, engagement and wedding rings are worn on the fourth finger of the left hand because it was once thought that a vein in that finger led directly to the heart i really always wish that was true but even in med school i was like it's not true that's really sad because i feel like it still is true yeah you know it's like santa claus it's true (laughs) apparently it's not oh my god it's not true oh i'm sorry did i ruin that no there's definitely a santa claus of me oh okay i'm sorry um most 70% of women wear it on their fourth finger. Priscilla Presley engagement ring was a whopping three and a half carat rock surrounded attachable rows of smaller diamonds. That's just, you know, something to tell you. Thank you for the fun fact. (laughs) They just kind of threw that one in. It's like, what? Um, Apparently, oh, that was, yeah, that was more of good luck and bad, but that was just your fun facts. So now that we know, all the things. Uh-huh. I think it's more important to know about, you know, food. In Egypt, the bride's family traditionally does all the cooking for a week after the wedding so the couple can relax. Oh, good. I, I don't plan on cooking for you. Mom, mom. <laughs> In South Africa, the parents of both bride and groom traditionally carried fire from their hearths to light a new fire in the newlyweds' hearth. Wow. Okay. The tradition of a wedding cake comes from ancient Rome, where 
revelers broke a loaf of bread over a bride's head for fertility's sake. No, As Stephanie, can, no. I see where you're going with this. Maybe we can take like one of the lo- like the, the rolls and just break it on top of my head. No, no. I think a good stale bread would be really great. Great. I'll make sure to ask the venue. Like, do you guys have any extra stale bread in the back? Yeah. We have my. a tradition we like to do. From ancient Rome? Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the custom uh, tiered cakes emerged from a game where the bride and groom attempted to kiss over an ever higher cake without knocking it over. So it's pretty much Jenga. Yeah. And that's how it came across. That's awesome. <laughs> Next layer. <laughs> Queen Victoria's wedding cake weighed a whopping 300 pounds. Jeez. Legend says single women <laughs> no, boy. will dream of their future husbands if they sleep with a slice of groom's cake under their pillows. First of all, I don't have groom's cakes. Can we just do it with... Can we make a groom's cake? (laughs) Instead of like, this is what you do at your wedding. Oh, this is great. Instead of throwing the stupid bouquet for the single girls, you will have us all walk up to a groom's cake because Mark won't eat it. And we will all slice it and take it with saran wrap. Yes. (laughs) Really wrapped. Uh Uh-huh. And that way we can all sleep with this cake underneath our pillow. Not sure how this is going to work. I can't wait to find out if this is going to work. Who our future husband. And then the next day for tea and toast, we are going to talk. Maybe we'll eat the cake. I wonder if you can. About it. I'm going to be having this conversation with the flower girls. (laughs) And we're going to talk about who we all dreamed of. They're going to probably say, um, some Disney star. Okay, Jennifer. Yes. An old wives' tale. Well, we can end it here. Okay. If the younger of two sisters marries first. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. (laughs) The older sister must, must dance barefoot at the wedding or risk Never landing a husband. Bitch, you take those shoes off before you even get into the reception. <laughs> Don't, I'm going to be flinging my shoes and be like, old folks' tail. <laughs> old wives' tail, not old folks' tail. <laughs> I'm going to fl- uh, fling them kick, off. Kick my shoes off. In a fit of joy. Bit of joy. Thank you. I'm flipping them, flipping and blah, 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 blah. Wow. So there are two things you must do at your wedding. One, you need a groom's cake, but not for a groom. Okay. It's called a singles ladies cake. Singles ladies cake. Okay. And second of all, I must dance with barefoot and also make sure to wear a very thick veil. Are you going to wear a thick veil? You, not me. Oh, I thought you said, and wear a thick veil. I'm like, why? Yeah, and you wear a thick veil. And don't worry, I'll find you your personal seamstress for the day. Oh, God, no, no. I don't want any spider on me. Please. I'm sure I can find one. For the love of God. It's like free, a free seamstress. You don't even have to pay her. I know. Wow. Well, amazing. We only have two and a half weeks left. It's like Snow White. (laughs) 
You have two and a half weeks left, Stephanie. <laughs> lots of stuff to do. Lots of things. You got to get on this uh, singles cake. I got to get the singles cake ready. I got to make sure you're flinging your shoes yeah. off and all that good I stuff. I got to make sure my shoes come off. If I see anyone else dancing, no, but this is about two sisters. Yeah. Older versus younger. Yeah. I want what? their shoes off. Shoes will be flinging off nice. in a fit of joy. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, then, on that note, um, uh, if you have any fun superstitions about weddings, we want to know them from your yes. here. You know, what your family does. Well, I'm curious to know. So, yes. uh, hit us. Uh, until next time. Adios. Peace.